Yep. Ooh wee. Man, it smell like straight dank in here. What's the deal, man? Dude. Let's go with it. Ah, I might as well thought you know what's going on with me. What's going on? Cool. Did it again, That was just a little smooth shit right there. Okay, shit. <laughs> this is a bread episode six. You know, we had to start off on a you know a different note. Sometimes you know it's laugh now, cry later by Drake, but now it's win or lose by an upcoming rapper from Compton. You know, I, I'm not even going you know hype him up like that. I'm gonna have him hype him up himself. Who are you? I'm Giant J, Giant J from Compton, California, the east side to be exact, rapper, artist, poet, executive producer for films, all that good stuff. Are you executive producer? All that. All what? That, all that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know bro was an executive producer. Yes, Sheesh. Yes. Sheesh. Do you call yourself a rapper or do you call yourself a musician? Do you call yourself an artist? What is it? I call myself a musician for the most part. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's real. So you say you're from Compton. Shoot. What what was it like? What was the experience? Uh growing up in Compton, I can't I can't even lie. It was it was fun, man. It was fun. Uh adventurous at times due to like uh not being knowledgeable of what was going on around us but knowing like we could play around with it at the time you know as kids you know and everything like that with uh just like violence and everything like that it was a playful thing at one point you know so growing up it was it was good it was good I can't complain you know it's real crazy because People have this like negative perception on Compton. You feel me? Yeah. Motherfuckers always like, oh, the Compton. Oh, I don't even want to come to Compton. But like, if you're really from the area you, or like familiar with the area, you could really maneuver. Like you, yeah. it's not really bad at all. Right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> it's just a really small city, so a lot of shit gets active. So, yeah, exactly. I completely agree with yeah. that. Nuts, bro. <laughs> but uh, like, what age did you really start like aspiring to make music? Uh, I aspired to make music uh, around like I'm gonna say like 12, 13 Like I was kind of You know When I was writing music You know I was writing a lot of music Like R&B music uh, Rock songs Like cause I was in the Green Day And shit like that At a young age uh, So I, I'll say like 12, 13 I started really uh, Trying to get into it Like at least figuring it out. I wasn't recording or nothing, but as far as writing and like, oh, I like this. Like that's that's the age for sure. Were you the nigga like at lunch? Like, oh, this the rapper right here. Hey, he got a couple <laughs> bars on him. You feel me? Like, hey, spit a couple shit. You know, freestyle lunch. Like, what was that like? You uh, know? Yeah, like uh, middle school for sure. Like middle school, I was I was one of those dudes that like uh, my boy. Uh, my boy Steve Lacey, uh, he's he's like a real successful uh, artist right now. You know what I'm saying? But like we back in the day, like in middle school, he used to like make beats like with the pens, like uh, fucking was it was it called? Uh, I don't want to say gel pens, little gel okay. pens. You know, he used to use those, make little drum beats and shit, and I'll uh, I'll rap and all that. Like in middle school, it was like jerking, like jerking was the jerking, thing. Yeah. So it was like. We just rapped about jerking and like you know dancing and pulling the hottest girls and with our jerk moves and all that stuff like that. So yeah, like we was one. Of, I was one of those dudes out that rap a lot and all that stuff like that. You know, at least in middle school, you know. So shit, like being from Compton, LA area, you know, that's like LA based. Who? What was some music that like influenced you to you know? Because you said Green Day and stuff, but like yeah. when you started figuring out your sound, what was like? The influence from that area. My main, uh, from like Compton, LA, my main influence was Kendrick Lamar. Like, no, no doubt. Uh, I, my, my sister boyfriend, uh, Bryce, he, uh, he put, he put me on to Kendrick Lamar like in probably like 2010. Like, came out with Overly Dedicated. So, Ever since I heard that project, I was just like, dang, like, I'm hella inspired. Like, somebody that uh, came from my area that's kind of dealing with the same thing as far as, like, being tangled with them, not being a game banger, but uh, 
being impeccable to being a part of the street life. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, yeah. like, that was the balance that he showed me within it. I was like, oh, dang, like, people respecting him and people, like, fuck with him. So it's like that kind of inspired me, like, to keep going, like, to at least, all right, I'm going to start recording. Yeah. I'm going to start speaking my truth, like, you know, trying to motivate people, you know? So he... Would you see him like more as like a bridge builder? Like shit, like I don't gotta be a nigga from Compton to you know rap about the stereotypical shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so for more- sure, for sure. Like he, like he said in the bar, like uh, talking about like rapping about God, pussy, and uh, money all in the same, same sentence yeah. type shit. You know, like it's like when you hear shit like that, it's like you can still rap about this whether you game bang, whether you sell drugs. It's all about your actual life experience. You mm-hmm. feel me? Sheesh, bro, and I, I think you had a line in one of your songs. That, you know, I I I, I kind of forgot, but you said yeah. like in high school you was bumping like oh, swimming yeah. pools. You yeah. feel me? So I was yeah. like, okay, definitely had that influence. You for feel sure. me? For yeah, sure. you know, I tapped in a little bit of handouts. <laughs> you know, shouts out as you know yeah, recent yeah. project. You feel me? Respect, respect. You know, so who is more like your role? Mo- it doesn't got to be in music, but like who is your you know role model? You know, growing up at Compton. You know, like as far as like. uh like in the city or just like in general, like it could be anything. You could say multiple people. You feel me? Musically, in Compton, you know, uh, you went to college. Yeah, um, I don't know. My dad, my dad. Uh, that's who I could really say. Like to be honest, not really nobody famous or anything like that. My dad, uh, I feel like he was my role model mm. for the most part because. He literally did everything in the book, you know, when it comes to, like, street shit and all that, like, from a whole different coast. Mm. Like, he was born on the East Coast, so it's like he did all that shit, but as I was growing up, he never showed me none of that. Like, Mm. I never seen it. Like, never seen no drugs, no guns, like, game banging, all that. Like, I wasn't exposed to it. So, like, for somebody to come from, like, such a lifestyle – and to raise kids in an area such as Compton and not expose them to that lifestyle, it's like, damn, like, you really know how to work the system. Like, you, you really know how to strategize and make sure we know what we know, but we don't have to do this or we don't have to do this to prosper, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you say you're from the East Coast. Where, where are you from the East Coast? You're from uh, D.C., D.C. Okay. okay, so, you know. That area, yeah, yeah, the DMV or whatever. Yes, sir. Do you feel like he was raising you sort of like in a DMV lifestyle in some sense in LA, or because you know you start noticing? Yeah. My dad from Oregon. You feel me? So okay, okay. I caught some things that he was like teaching me some country shit. You feel yeah, me? Like yeah. some white trash shit. You feel me? I, I'm <laughs> yeah. like that ain't you know LA. You feel me? Like <laughs> yeah, none yeah, of my yeah. homies in like middle school were doing this. Like yeah. you teach me some weird shit. Patch up my 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 pants and shit. You feel me? Like, <laughs> was there anything that he was teaching you? <laughs> Uh, nah, uh, if anything, it was like slang, probably like the go go or something like that. Like, you'd be like, or kicking a bobo type thing. Like, that mean, like, you know, you chilling type shit. Like, so I'd be like, what you want? Like, he'd be like, I'm kicking a bobo, or, you know, or like, uh, if he go to a party, he'd be like, oh, I'm about to go to the go go type shit. Mm-hmm. Cause, like, in DC, like, DMV area, it's like when they go out to clubs and everything's called the go-go. So that's what he called everything out here. Like if he was going to a party or something, he'd be like, oh, I'm going to the go-go or something like that, you know. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Okay, damn. I never heard that in my yeah, life. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I ain't never heard it either until like he was saying it, but I ain't really know what it meant when he was saying it. But when I went like to the East Coast visit family and everything mm-hmm. like that, like cousins, like that was around my age and stuff like that, they used to be like, Y'all trying to go to the go-go or, like, y'all trying to uh, y'all trying to kick the bobo with the homies, like, shit like that. So, it was, like. So, you been right. to the East Coast? Yeah, for sure. Like, a lot. Like, surprisingly, like, I've been to the East Coast a few times. Like, New York, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Like, I got family uh, all over there because my mom, she's from the East Coast as well. So Okay, okay. So, you know, being a rapper from, you know, Compton, L.A., 
like, were you influenced by anybody from the East Coast? Like, Hell with, yeah. Hey, honestly, with the, <laughs> with the track we just started off with, Win or Lose, that was super, I'm not even going to say East Coast, but yeah. it was definitely some Tribe yeah, Called Quest, yeah. Yeah. premiere type. Yeah, I, I was catching it, bro. I was like, oh, okay, like, this is some dope-ass shit. So, what, what were some rappers that, you, you know, influenced you from the East? Yeah, like, uh, Joey Badass. Mm. Like, that was, like, my number one cat because, like, we was – we like the same age down there. So, like, when I seen him come out, like, I was probably like 17, 16. And I was just like, damn, like, this dude's like 18, like, one year older than me. Like, and he's talking about the real. Like, yeah. he's spitting. Like, dog was saying some shit, like, I ain't even know about. And we the same age type yes. shit. So, it's <laughs> like, I was tapped in with, like, Joey Badass, uh, like, the whole pro era camp, uh, Flash, uh, Flatbush Zombies, uh, Wu Tang. Uh, you know, all them all them good folks like type shit. Uh fifty, you know, I was a big fifty fan when I was young. So yeah. like that was a that was a heavy influence and everything like that. So that was my East Coast folks. She did. Yeah, yeah. Definitely fifty cent, bro. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I don't know why, but like any dad that come from like the hood and stuff, yeah. like, you know, come from that struggle, yeah. they just love fifty, bro. <laughs> for some reason. My dad used to really look at me and be like, Fifty Cent really spitting that real. I'm like, bro, it, what you know about this? What you know about that? <laughs> you know, you're like, bro, I love, like, Get Rich. Like, I'm going to be real with you. Get Rich Die Trying is, like, bro, my class. movie. Come on. Come on. Classic <laughs> film. Classic film. That was my sure. movie. I, I never watched 8 Mile, ever. Like, Yeah, I, <laughs> I watched 8 Mile, but I ain't never, like, it ain't something like, oh, I'm going to keep watching over yeah. and over again. Like, 50 Cent, like, his movie, it was like, I want to keep watching it because... I guess it's like it was real, you know. Mm. It was not saying eight mile wasn't real. Eight mile was very yeah. real, <laughs> but I'm saying like fifty cents. Like, dang, you see it from childhood to like where he is now. It's like, dang, it's crazy. Like, yeah, bro, I used to really be on like VH1. I go on VH1. I'll see eight miles. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go to B. <laughs> I'd rather watch some Tyler Perry shit. <laughs> fuck it. And then <laughs> I fucking see you get rich. I'm like. Ooh, yeah, bro. <laughs> I see get rich and be like, "Damn, bro! Like, this is my fucking shit, yeah. bro! Like, I gotta, I gotta watch this shit." <laughs> so yeah, Fifty was definitely you know someone that really held it down in the early mid two thousands. He felt, and I'm not gonna say he fell off, but it was just like after that shit with Kanye. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just he, shaky. It was, it was definitely shaky. shaky. When yeah, Kanye yeah. just beat him in all them records, I said, "Bro, yeah. you probably remember that yeah. shit." Kanye, they I had the head that. off the magazines and shit on yeah, the One Hundred Six Park. It was crazy. Fifty done had his fair share of beefs with <laughs> a lot of people. So, <laughs> so fuck with him. you are a college student, yes, sir. Let me ask, what what you major in? Uh, business administration. Business administration. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. And you were also pursuing to be a rapper during this time. Or yeah. let me say an artist, my apologies. Appreciate during you. this time. Like, what was that like? What was that experience of being a college student? Uh, college was, college is dope, like, to be honest. Like, it, uh, it just brought me, like, a lot of relationships, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, with different people. Uh, like, when I first got there, before I even uh, started even class, like, dude. People was asking me, like, oh, what you do? And I was doing poetry at the time. And I got invited to, like, open mics and different things like that. So, like, early on in college, I was getting put on to a lot of different venues that I could perform at and stuff like that before I even started, like, uh, really performing rap like that. Mm -hmm. So, it was, I don't know, being being in college and being a rapper, it works hand-in-hand because it gives you the opportunity to find a network. And it's easy mm-hmm. to find a network in college because yeah. you're literally in class all day. If you're not in class, you go, like, to an organization, hop in. Mm-hmm. They, oh, you rap? Can you perform at this? Like, depending on what you do, you know what I'm saying? So it was, like, it was hella dope. And a lot of people, once they found out I did rap, they, uh, like, people was like, oh, we got this show coming. We got this coming. Like, mm-hmm. we need you to perform at this. We want you to do this. Like, so... I always enjoyed it, and just uh, being a business administration major, I had to, you know, I had to, like, put my dreams to a side for a minute, like, mm-hmm. as far as 
being an artist, like, uh, that was the struggle, just trying to figure out how to manage, wanting to put 100% in my dreams and then wanting to put 100% in school as well because, you know, school takes a lot of time. So that was just, that was the hard thing of managing. But then once I, like, started putting more in my head, like, all right, business administration, why am I doing it? I'm doing it because I want to make sure my business is right with my music. Mm-hmm. You know, when I sign to a label or when I sign a partnership, I want to make sure I know that knowledge for myself. So once I put that in play, like, shit, shit came easier as far as being in college and being a rapper as well. Okay, okay. Do you feel like, let's say you didn't go to college and you didn't learn anything for that business admin like mm-hmm. aspect. Do you feel like you would still be where you're at right now, or do you feel like being that business admin major you like really helped you guide yourself on like what your go what, what your direction is in your career? Uh, I feel like with the uh, business admin, I feel like it helped me. I'm not gonna say it helped me learn a lot of things, but it helped me make a lot of things concrete. That mm. I was trying to learn. Okay. So, like, if I was, like, like say, uh, for instance, we uh, started our clothing brand maybe a few years ago, like two, three years ago. And uh, I was, like, you know, giving out contracts to people. So I was learning how to do contracts. And I've been wanting to do contracts because I know that plays a big factor in this industry. Mm. So uh, once I got to college and everything and took a actual class on contracts it like just basically confirmed everything that i was already teaching myself mm. so with the business with the business admin it helps me confirm a lot of everything i'm already trying to seek or learn outside of college you know sheesh right college is really clutch like yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's clutch as fuck bro like because it hits you like right then and there, like mm-hmm. real time type shit. A lot of people go on YouTube and they say, like people be like, "Oh, YouTube helps with everything, like teach you anything." But mind you, you gotta sit through like ten fucking videos. Uh, that's ten to twenty minutes each to learn like one thing. In college, it's like you got one teacher and they're gonna tell you straight up like this mm-hmm. what it is yeah. like. And then after that, it's up to you to read the shit that they give you. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, that shit hella clutch, man. Like, and most of these people that's teaching, like, I don't know about all schools, but I know, like, at my school, most of the business people that, uh, business professors that teach there, they're actually active in their field. Like, so if they're teaching music business, they're actually active in music business outside of teaching. Like they might be doing teaching for like part time type shit. Yeah, I heard uh, the the music uh, aspect of Dominguez Hills is like very strong because at Cal State Long Beach we don't have a, a, a like a musical engineering oh, yeah. program. Okay. But I know Dominguez Hills yeah, does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very strong. Like uh, I met a lot of people through that. Like I don't even uh, major in music or yeah. anything, but I uh, talk to a lot of people that do, and they. They're very invested in in that field. Like, the, the professors, everybody, very invested. They got a lot of high-tech equipment and everything like that for major, for people that do major in music. Like, they have a lot of that to utilize. Even uh, Anderson Pack, he went to Dominguez for a little bit, and he utilized their studio a lot for, like, his first few Albums and everything I never knew that Wow Yeah bro My bro uh, One of my bros uh, His name is Morel Dave He uh, He's a bass player And Mm. he was telling me like Yeah you know Anderson Pack. He used to record up here all the time Like Like that's crazy Like Show me some old pictures and everything I was like Damn Damn That's dope Motherfucker was probably recording that What Malibu album up <laughs> man, in that bitch What <laughs> That's what I'm saying bro Like shit crazy Sheesh man That, that You know People going Probably saying that about you Like you yeah, probably not man. Like recording up in exactly. Hills, but like, yeah But damn, I went there was, yeah, yeah Motherfuckers at a poetry night Like yeah. What the fuck You know That's really crazy For sure For sure Any uh, pros and cons Being a costume And also you know You know Pursuing a, a musical career uh, just time management, uh, you know, just figuring out uh, the timing and everything like that and 
most times uh, in our heads, music is going to come first, like, mm-hmm. before school. Because, like, music is a dream. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's just the, the pro is being able to network and to be able to uh, venture out to, because a lot of people that go to college are into different things like marketing and uh and film and doing different things that might pertain to what you're trying to build, you mm-hmm. know? So it gives you a lot of opportunity to build your team, mm-hmm. you know? Cause I, a lot of people that I met in college are actually on my team now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You said that your manager was, <coughs> yeah, you, know, you met him. Yeah, How was man- that? You know? Uh, yeah. So me and my manager, uh, we actually like tried like the, re- like the test run before, like while I was in, College type shit, like while I was at Dominguez, uh, it didn't work out like at all. <laughs> like <clears throat> we was young, and I had about like four of the people I was rapping with at the mm-hmm. time, like that I was trying to tell him, like, "Hey man, like this is what I rap with. Like you gotta manage all of us type shit." Like, <laughs> hey, you know. But at the time, I was like, "Shit, if you want to manage me, this is what comes with it." Type mm-hmm. shit. That's what I was on. So I didn't realize how much I was putting on him. Yeah, but, uh, nah, he a cool dude, for real, for real. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he he was. Uh, we tried that; it didn't really work. I was just like, you know, like if I'm gonna keep doing the same things that I always do, it's like there's no need for a manager, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, like which was like around uh, 2020, late 2020, I seen him doing his own thing, you know, like making moves for himself and that's what I'm really about. Like if a person's made moves for themselves, it's like, all right, now we can make moves together. Mm. You know, so he's he was making moves for himself and I was like, hey man, like we we still homies at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's like that never went nowhere. So when we came back to being artist manager, it was like, hey man, let's do this. Like let's team up. We both making moves. We could both contribute to the movement. Do it like and it just worked out. Did uh, anything change from that? You know, when y'all first had that, you know, mindset of like, okay, we're together. We have all these set of ideas and goals. Like, was that the same thing, or did a lot of things change when y'all like came back together? Yeah, a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things changed, bro. Like, it was just a lot more uh, maturity and knowing where we want to go as people, like as individuals. You know, mm-hmm. before. Oh, we just want to do this as a team. Like, nah, we know we want to do an individual. Like, he got his own brand. I got my own brand. We figure out how to push, like, you know, two different things, you know. Mm. So it's like, we, uh, that's what changed, like, just our maturity level with this and our patience with mm. what's yet to come type thing. Man, that's real right there. So, you know, you had a project in 2019, the healing process, you know. Just dropped a a project last month, the hand, your handouts. What? How has your sound changed from then? And how has your perception on music changed from then? Yeah. All right. So, twenty nineteen when I made the healing process, it was more like a, a let me try this out. Mm-hmm. I think let me uh, let me. I felt like I had something to prove. Mm. Uh, like as an artist, like telling people like. I I know how to do this type of music. I know how to do this type of music. I could do it all type shit, but I'm still going to be myself. Mm. Like, I'm still going to rap my story and, like, how I want to rap it, you know? Uh, With now coming from that mindset to now, 2021, with handouts, uh, Surprisingly, I still felt like I had something to prove, yeah. you know, because I was going through different things at the time, like uh, different things with artists, uh, engineers, videographers, all that, all that stuff, like different transitions and uh, stuff like that. And I just felt like, damn, I I got something to prove again, yeah, like, you yeah. know. But it was more to myself this time. The first time when I did it with the healing process, it was like, all right, this is what I got to prove to everybody else. This handouts is more like, all right, I'm gonna be vulnerable and mm. uh, do it for myself and like prove to myself, like, all right, this is you, man. Like, this is the artist that you wanted to be, like, back in 2017 type thing. Sheesh. You know? oh, that's real right there. Damn. 
Damn, right? <laughs> and you, you, three projects, you know, the last, what, basically two years? Uh, yeah. 2019, 2020, I mean, yeah. what, three years now, yeah, I guess? Yeah, now, yeah, she, yeah. She, she, so... The, like when you made all them projects, you were you do you feel like you were going through a different situation each time when you was like for creating them yeah. albums? Yeah, for sure. Uh like the healing process, I was just like uh that was like when I was separating from like a lot of people. Like mm. as far as like musically, like not even separating from a lot of people, but separating the music and friendship, mm. you know, like and figuring out like where everybody is like i can't just be putting everybody in one thing like all right we friends we could be friends we could be business partners we could be this like no like Mm. so that that's what it was with the healing process and like uh we up one that was more like all right i feel like i set a uh paved the way for myself Mm. as an artist like I did this last project, damn near every song by myself. I feel like people fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Like, so now I'm going to get everybody in one room to respect what was going on, to respect the music. Like, So I bought like probably like 20, 25 artists together, like all different type of genres, mm-hmm. all different type of sounds, you know, I Cause I was inspired by uh, J Cole, his Dreamville uh, album that he did recently, uh, not recently, but like last year, mm-hmm. and they did their whole uh, Dreamville studio session, and everything like that. So I got inspired by that, and I did the same thing for my We Up one tape that I dropped after the healing process, uh, and it was just like it's a respect thing. I I realized like that was me. We Up One was, like, me realizing, like, all right, it ain't about whether a nigga like me or whether a nigga dislike my music. It's, like, just respect what I'm doing. Yeah. And respect the craft type shit. So, me bringing everybody in there, it's, like, trying to show everybody, like, all right, y'all need to respect each other as well. Like, I had niggas in there that was that was beefing at the time. Like, I didn't even know. Wow. Like, oh, God. Like, <clears throat> my homie, like, my homie from Carson. And my homie from Inglewood, they was, we recording, one nigga in there, like, hey, bro, I think I'm beefing with that nigga, like, and I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> like, what? Like, y'all niggas beefing, like, and next thing you know, my homie leave from cart, like, and then the other homie, like, hey, bro, like, I think I'm beefing with that nigga, like, I'm like, damn, y'all niggas beefing, like, but, like, out of respect for me and respect for, like, what I do, it's like, niggas didn't fight, niggas mm. didn't. You know, niggas wasn't, oh, I'm going to catch you later, like, type shit. You know, niggas might side-eye each other because they might have tried to peep each other out type shit. But other than that, it's like, that's what I that's what I was going for with the We Up one. Like, it's just respecting. Everybody respect each other. Like, whether you from blood, crib, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then to handouts, it's just like, shit, this all me type mm-hmm. thing. Like. This for me. Like, it wasn't, I wrote every song for me. Like, it wasn't for nobody else. Like, it wasn't to please the next motherfucker here. You know what I'm saying? It was to really help me out and to help me grow into a better person. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where every artist, like, you know, at first it's like the, the triumph of, a, oh, you know, I got something to prove to yeah. everybody. And then it's like, okay. Then you start, you know, Fucking with other rappers yeah. trying to figure out, you know, the yeah. sounds and shit. And then you just started to come to the realization like, nigga, I'm the shit, bro. Oh, what? <laughs> I yeah, am fucking bro. good at what I do. Like, I'm just going to do this shit on, like, not even on my own type shit, but like, you know, I know what I'm good at and I know how to like maneuver my sound yeah. to make it sound good. So it's like, okay, you see that artist and you like, you worked with him in your last project. Like, damn, I think I could, you know, sing that way. You feel exactly. me? Let me try this out. You do it. You like, it ain't that hard You <laughs> feel me You know So that's really dope And I, I, I noticed that with you, uh, Not even noticed that With your project But I saw in your project uh, Papers That was all you Huh Actually I had I did have a uh, I had a feature on there But it was uh, It was on the second verse Okay on the second verse So the hook And the first And the third verse That was all me Okay that's what I'm saying The hook <clears throat> yeah. A different sound Like yeah. from everything So I yeah. was like He's really experimenting his sound. I was I was yeah. really rocking with that. Yeah, you know? I got to because like uh, a lot of people like try to 
early on in your career, a lot of people would try to box you in to like a certain sound. Like a lot of people boxing me in right now, like as a uh, as a conscious rapper or as a uh, as a backpack rapper, um, anything of that nature. Like heavy New York type of vibe. They uh, they try to box me into that. So it's like with songs like Papers, uh, songs like Handouts, you know, like it, it gave me that chance to like, you know, go outside my comfort zone and mm-hmm. try it out. And uh, surprisingly, like you said, a lot of a lot of people, uh, a lot of people was fucking with that record, uh, Papers. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, just stepping out my comfort zone, feeling comfortable, you dig? Like, that's just how I be, you know? Yeah, bro, like, <laughs> every song, it's weird, because when now you say, oh, they call me a backpack rapper and shit, I'm like, when I listened to Handouts, it wasn't like that, you know, first track I told you, it was, yeah. I got that New York type of vibe, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the next song was Handouts, and I was like, okay, this is a cool little vibe right here, then Overheard, I was like, these are all different sounds, yeah, you feel yeah, me, yeah. like, this is not, like, no backpack rapper type of shit, I'll say more like a, I, I'm trying to think of something, you know, what, what's, what's the knife that, you know, just has all them things, like, Switchblade, yeah, switch, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah switchblade, yeah, or like yeah. a switch knife, whatever, or a toolbox. Like yeah, you just, yeah, you just yeah. full of all you know these different sounds and different things that you could really, you know, you know how to really use your sound. Yeah, that's what we were trying to go for for the album. Like we wanted uh, each song to be like uh, different. Basically, like we didn't want anything sounding exactly the same. But when we went through the process, it was like uh, we didn't really go for oh. This song sound like this song. Like, nah, it was just like we did each song individually and it just happened to, you know, click type shit. Wow. So, like, creating that album, it wasn't like, okay, here's my sound. Like, here's what I want. Here's my message. Like, I'm just going to create it off that. Yeah, everything was, like, spontaneously. Not not trying to cut you off, my fault. Yeah, no no worries. uh, Yeah, everything was spontaneous, man. Like, I'll hear a beat. Like, they might not even been playing it for me. They just might have just been playing beats, and I was like, oh, I like that. Like, I need that for the album. Like, mm-hmm. I need this for the album. I need that. Like, it was never like, oh, I got these group of beats, and I recorded, like, 30 songs, and now I'm going to pick seven. Like, nah, it yeah. was like, each song got literally, like, got, like, all right, one, two, three, four, five. Like, it just flows, type shit. Wow. So, so getting into the message of the album, do you feel like you knew the message of the album after, before, during? Like, you know, you made your, like, four song. You were like, whoa, this is, like, the, the direction that my album is headed to, or, you know, my project is headed yeah. to. What, what, what did you feel like you found? Like, okay, this is the message I'm trying to uh, convey. Uh, I knew it before, before I started recording. Wow. I knew I knew what the message was because, like, like I said, like I was going through a lot of bullshit. At least, like in my eyes, it was bullshit. You know, uh, I was going through a lot of bullshit, a lot of transitioning with uh, with my team and with uh, with different people that I work with. You know, so and I just felt at the time like I was feeling like people felt that they was giving me handouts, giving me uh, opportunity for free, and I didn't feel like that. I felt like my work. Uh, paid a lot of people, you feel me, paved a lot of ways for, like, certain people that I fucked with, you know, so when uh, people, like, you know, start switching up on me and everything like that, I was just like, I didn't understand, mm-hmm. like, do y'all niggas feel like y'all giving me a handout, like, type shit, so that's what I was kind of going on with the with the album, like, is it genuine, if shit genuine, it's like, Shit can't be no handout. Yeah, nah, I feel it. So, motherfucker was giving out subliminals with the album yeah, title. Nah, you feel yeah, me? Okay. Motherfucker okay. <laughs> 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 was over here like, you think there's some handouts over here? Shit, nah, it's me, motherfucker. What's up? Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> Damn, bro. That's really crazy. You know, motherfuckers really have that like mindset of just, I don't know, being weird. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to explain, yeah. but, you know, they just want to, you know, take you down for, what you know, saying, like, oh, I'm just handing shit out to motherfuckers. Like, nah, nigga. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers, like, a lot of motherfuckers think they, uh, I don't know. With my situation, personally, like, people get, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything like that, but when people see me, like, do certain work or, you know, just be around the process, mm. People get inspired. 
Yeah. Like, no cap. People get inspired and they like just say anything. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll shoot these photos for you for free. Like, I'll do videos for you for free. I'll, uh, I'll mix and master this. Oh, I got people to hop on songs like for the free. Like, all the, like, I don't ask for this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like my work tells you, like, oh, I should get with this dude. Or yeah. I should work with you. And it's like, and then once I start putting in work and people start notarizing, like, uh, giving the right notoriety to the work that I'm putting out, you know, then people feel like they deserve something more. Mm. And it's like, what makes you feel like you're entitled to this just because this happened? You know, that's 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 where a lot of the uh, handouts album came from. Just putting people on notice, like, bro, like you don't deserve anything. You know, like type thing. Like yeah. we all working on this together, type shit. So that's where it all came from. That's dope. That's dope. On the the stay on handouts. What was your favorite tracks on the project? Shit. Well, Overhead for sure. Yeah. Overhead was like <laughs> the number one uh number one song cuz I knew that when I recorded it. Mm. I was <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Motherfuckers yeah. over here taking pictures and trying to be <laughs> trying to be famous, nigga. <laughs> I hate the I hate the birds. Uh, <laughs> these niggas are ignorant. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, uh <laughs> Overhead uh, was one of my favorite tracks, uh, and uh, Handouts was probably one of my favorite tracks as well, because Handouts are just, like, letting niggas know, like, I run this shit type thing, like, and it was for anybody else who was listening to it, like, let niggas know, like, when you wake up, make today your bitch, like, you know, let motherfuckers know, like, I own this shit Yeah, facts. you did. Hey, <laughs> for for the song Overhead, I think I said Overheard in the beginning, but I meant to say Overhead. <laughs> yeah, but, you said Overheard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga said, motherfucker, <laughs> you don't even know my songs like that, nigga, damn. <laughs> Hell but, no, you good, you good. <laughs> but Overhead, nigga, you, you, you shouted out a lot of motherfuckers on that song. That's how I knew you liked that shit. <laughs> motherfucker said, I, I just spit this shit. I just did a good ass song. Let me shout out moms, the homies, shit, grandma, you know, you know sh- nigga. I didn't shout out shit I shouted y'all out too oh, <laughs> Cause like You know I have a bad habit Like of not shouting out people Bro like My mom told me Like when I was like In 8th uh, grade Like She put me on blast Like in front of my class Like He shout out everybody But me And I was like Damn Like I did My bad mama Like at my eighth grade graduation, like, you know, I shout out teachers, all that shit. Like, I even shout out my parents, you know? So, with this song, I was like, damn, all right, they got that vibe. I'm going to shout out everybody. And if I forget somebody, I'm going to just let motherfuckers know, like, don't charge my heart, charge my mind for it. Because, you know, I can't always think on the spot like that. You mm-hmm. dig? Like, I can't think of everybody on the spot. But, so don't charge the way you feel. Like, don't charge my feelings. Because I forgot, just yeah. like you know, Sheesh. I forgot. You know? Yeah, you didn't forget this time, nigga. Yeah, and, and, and you know, on, on the uh, on the top of your mom's, that was your mom on the first uh, track, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what was the, you know who was there was three phone calls, right? Yeah, in that album, who were those three people, and what was the significance of all those phone calls? So my mom was the first on the uh, the first person on the album that was uh, recorded. Uh, my boy Anthony Gray, he's also an artist from Compton. Mm. Uh, he was on the second, and my boy LB, he's one of my artists that uh that I got under me, uh with with the county and everything. Uh, he was on the third. He was on the third voicemail. So the first voicemail was basically setting the tone for like the album, letting niggas know like, hey, like my mom's is gone. She out of town. Like I'm with the homies. We got the whip. Yeah, we just out here, you know, living life type shit, doing our thing, busting missions, all that good shit. Uh, and then the second voicemail, which was on overhead by my boy Anthony Gray, uh, we was actually just having regular conversation, and he uh, he basically was like. Uh, Sending me some voicemails on Instagram. He sent me some voicemails on Instagram that I uh, recorded. 
Uh, and I was like, damn, bro, like, this some real shit. Let me put this on the back of the album. Uh, and then my third, my third voicemail was my boy LB. And he basically was just uh, giving me some words and inspiration type thing at the end of the album. Nah, so. LB was that the whole voice that shit was a whole track. You feel me? That yeah, was yeah, your yeah, seven yeah, tracks yeah, for sure. So he was he was speaking that real. Do you feel like that one was the one that like you manifested the most? Like that was the one that you really had to reflect on. You feel me? As far as the track itself, or not even the track that that simple voice. Oh yeah, sent you. yeah. It was a uh, it was a bigger reflection for sure. Like like I said, like the shit that I was going through at the time. It was just like. It was like, damn, like, fuck all the niggas that I'm with. Fuck all the homies. Like, mm. I'm out here. Like, I don't give a fuck if y'all niggas disagree with what I'm doing or not. Like, Sheesh. I'm out here type shit. So, my boy, he he already knew, like, how I was feeling, like, with, with all the shit that was going on and everything. So, it was just like, he, uh, he said the real, you know, he said the real shit to me. And I was like, yeah, it's going on the album. Damn. Yeah. Sheesh. Now that was like some real shit right there. When I that was a good like thing to end off on, yeah. you know, with that project. I wasn't even going on the album either. Like For real? Oh God, we had uh we dropped a single uh with my boy Melo Meezy. It was called Never Look Back. We dropped that single. That was supposed to go on the album, but mm. we had some difficulties uh uploading it and everything like that, so Always some shit. Technical difficulties. Yeah, so he was like, all right, we're going to throw this skit on there. And we're going to, we just, like, had a whole vision for it, like, making the tape, like, sound like you could start it from the last track instead of the first track, you know? So, like, if anybody ever listened to the uh, album, like, try starting it from the last track and you see how how it flow, like. So, like, like. Doing it backwards or starting it from the last show? Like start, seven to six. You, seven to, like, you could do, like, seven. You do you started from seven and just going to one if you want to, or you go seven to six. Because either way it goes, on, it's on matchup for sure. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I, when I listened to the album for the first time, I was like, I, I listened to it. I didn't even think the album finished. Yeah. I was... I was like, shit, we we don't win or lose again. Oh shit, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. it was a good transition. Like, I feel like every song had like a really good transition to it. Thank you. That was our biggest thing for this album, like making sure like transitions is is right. Make sure it all sounds like one literal story. Because like like I was telling my team, like my big thing is making sure that people take it in like it's a movie, mm. like. As if they could vision everything I'm saying. That's like that was the biggest thing for this album. That was real. No, for real. Me listening to that album and that was like the first shit I listened to from you know, that came from you, you feel me? Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah, like for sure. This shit is some good this some good shit. I was telling you that before this yeah, shit, I was like, but yeah, yeah. whoever mixed and mastered, that shit sounded real shit. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And the, the lyrics are dope. I knew the lyrics were gonna be dope, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I already sure. had a feeling. And then like the vibe was dope, you know. Every song I feel like I could ride to, you know, one o'clock in the morning, Thank you know, you. just riding down the street, you know, smoking, you know, doing sure. whatever, you know. For sure. That just that was like the vibe I was getting from the album. It was a really dope album, bro. Thank like you, that man. shit was really dope. I I, I listened to that shit, you know. I, I told you I, I was I listened to that shit like seven times today. It wasn't even like, yeah. oh, I got the podcast now. I'm listening to it. Like, no, I woke up this morning. Yeah. I was like, this shit really solid. You know, That's I was a, started yeah, play, playing that, the shit. That's it. That's the type of feel we was trying to give, like, cause uh, when you make records, it's like you got to – I don't know how to explain it, but basically for me personally, it's like, damn, you want every record to be a hit. Mm-hmm. But it's like who is it a hit for, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. is it a hit for like the people that's listening to One Take J? Is it, the, yeah. is it a hit for people that's listening to Drake? Is it a hit for like the Boom Bap heads? Like who is it for type shit? So like – at first, I used to think like that, you know, but now it's like, it's just to the point where it's like, if I think it's a hit, it's a hit, you feel me? Like, and I try not to uh, record too many records that I think uh, could be scrapped away or anything. Like, I used to, like, oh, I'm just going to record everything. I'm going to record two tracks a day or one track a day. Like, what's the point? You're wasting fucking time. Yeah. Like, recording 100 fucking tracks that you're not going to use. You feel me? Yeah, facts. Quality over quantity, bro. Exactly. You, know, you exactly. really take your time with that beat. You feel me? 
For sure. You hear that shit? Like, I, I could do something with this. You know, yeah. just, just keep experimenting. <laughs> you feel me? Exactly. For sure, bro. <laughs> Definitely a long process. What was the, on this album, what was the longest song that you had to work on? Like, experimenting and all that shit. Like, you know, I want this shit to be perfect. Obviously, every song, but, you know, yeah. what was the one that took just the longest? The longest, uh, probably be surprised, uh, minute, mm-hmm. minute, uh, on the album. That's like the, the fifth track, the fifth track yeah. on the album. That sounds, uh, that sounds dope. Yeah, that took the, uh, that took the longest time to write. I think it was because that's the only song that was sent to me, like, on the mm. album, like, the, like, me and the producer chopped it up. Uh, shout out my boy FNR Beats. Uh, we chopped it up and like he sent it to me and I was, you know, I was writing with every other producer. They, uh, we was actually in the studio together. Like, oh shit. And we like, we wasn't planning on writing shit or anything. It was just like, like I said, niggas was just playing beats and shit. And like, if I heard it, I liked it. All right, let me get that type Damn. shit. And we just like knocked it out right then and there type shit. Listen to your song, Minute, now that you brought it up. I remember when I first listened to it, I was like, bruh, a minute is a lot. You feel me? Man. Like, you sometimes you wish, like, damn, I wish I kind of had that minute back, you know? Yeah. You know, you yeah. had class at, you know, 430, you know, it's 429. Like, shit, I wish I had another minute, you <laughs> feel me? me. <laughs> so, me. you saying all that stuff in that trial, I was like, damn, like, I wish I had some minutes back, you feel me? You know, yeah, man. You probably listen to some trash songs, like, for other rappers, you know, and you like, damn, I Wish I had them three minutes back. For real, <laughs> <laughs> you a cold nigga, but yeah, that's facts though. Yeah, no, that's facts. You though. know, I'm not. I'm not gonna say who those people are. You feel me? But you know, they're out there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there's some sure. minutes you need back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a whole semester. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> what was some uh, like? I, I want to say adversities, but also I, I need some positives too. Positives from the album and some adversities you had to face through the album. Uh, positives was uh, just a, a genuine energy, man. A genuine energy from everybody, like because you know, like with all this uh, COVID and everything going on, it was just like a lot of a lot of shit going on. Like even like money issues, all that stuff, like played a part. Like while creating the album, so it's like just to have everybody full participation in it and genuine energy in it like type shit like it was just dope like that was like the positive for it uh the negative uh the con type shit was just like getting tracks in like in a timely manner like just getting the stems and shit ready to get mixed and mastered type shit that was the that was the only con uh within making the album type shit damn okay okay we 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 nearing the end of this podcast. Yes, sir. So I always have this segment. We're gonna start it off little, little right here. So these are the hot questions. You feel me? You know these are the questions I'm just gonna throw at you. You know you just gotta answer them. You feel okay. me? You, you, you think you got it? Yeah. Okay. Bet. You know, this is always a question I ask to all my peoples. If you had the opportunity to sit down with five people, dead or alive, be like a dinner, a little get-together that we having right now, you know, who would it be? Uh, Bob Marley, uh, Snoop, uh, fucking Kendrick, uh, David Ruffin, and um, motherfucking George Washington. George Washington, okay. Yeah, okay. cause that nigga was a fuck up. So you know, I had to. I gotta know why he was so fucked up. You know, how you gonna free people and have slaves? You know, so I, I gotta talk to that man. He did. No, it's funny as fuck. Like, he, listen, talking to my dad. He and was, that nigga on a dollar bill. Like, yeah, I spent dollars. Like, nigga suck. <laughs> my pops was like, "Oh, I, I want to meet George Washington." Abraham Lincoln, Lewis and Clark. You feel I forgot who the other person was, but I was like, why all these white people, bro? Oh, yeah. like, all them I, niggas suck. That's why. <laughs> I was like, bro, Your you dad did? is a good man. <laughs> okay, another hot question. <laughs> Greatest musician of all time. Fuck, Jimmy, uh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix? Ooh, yeah, okay. For sure. You grew up on that Jimmy? 
I ain't grow up on it, but I for sure knew about it. Okay, cool. Like, and I started when I started smoking weed. I used to listen to him a lot. Yeah, I, I, was it Jimi Hendrix that would have like you know the acid in his? Yeah, in his yeah, that water. nigga sick. Yeah, I would never do that shit. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, that motherfucker was sweating acid. That's crazy. For sure. Who's the greatest LA rapper of all time? Shit, Kendrick Lamar. That's the greatest LA rapper. You good with me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kendrick okay. is the goat, bro. For sure. And at, uh, a person that is an avid hip hop listener, that is the goat in my eyes. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hold on, my bad, my bad, my bad. Are you asking? Was oh no no okay, no! I'm saying that's saying. that's okay, me saying it. I'm just making sure. No, nah, that like, is on. the goat. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, now this is uh, this might be a deep question for you. Other people is like you know I, I don't know, but as an artist musician, this might be difficult for you. If you made an album, you know tomorrow whatever, and your people's like you could only afford three features. Who would those three features be? And would they be on the same track, different tracks? What would it look like? And they all alive, right? Yeah, all alive. Alright. <laughs> right. Um Kendrick Lamar, for sure. Um let me see. Kendrick Lamar, uh West Side Boogie. Um shit. And probably uh Hove, Jay Z, probably. Yeah. You think they'd be on the same track or just different tracks? What Hell no, nah, they probably got to be on the different track because I need to make money. So, <laughs> you know, if I have them all on the same track, I only get to make money off of one track. Like, so I have them all on separate tracks. You that, know? That's that business admin in yeah, you, by for, the way. <laughs> that's that, yeah, that's that good business admin, college degree type, type of dig. Facts, facts. Okay. What is one thing you want to pass down to your children? Shit, wealth. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, black history for sure. Uh, black history, just to know yourself, uh, know who you are, know where you come from, type thing. That's that's the main thing I want to pass down to my kids. Man, that was real. You know, yeah. Norman, you know, you over here. You said God, that was real too. I was like, jeez, yeah, 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 motherfuckers yeah. been saying some real shit. You know, when they say pass down shit to their children, yeah, for sure. But wealth is wealth is also included. Yeah, generational wealth is, wealth is always <laughs> you know always a plus. But yeah, that's real. That's real. Uh, next hot question: What's next? What's next in your repertoire? What 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 are you doing next? Uh, we got dumb projects coming out. Dumb projects with uh, a lot of collab projects with different producers and everything like that. Uh, Few more interviews, uh, handouts, deluxe. We working on that type shit. So, okay. Yeah. You got any teasers? Anything that you can give out to the fans? Fuck no. Ah, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This this is this is not the like the last question, but it's like you know this is when you know you're near the end. Rate yeah. this podcast one to ten. I rated it ten for sure, nigga. Good vibes. Hey, good vibes. That's why I love to hear. Hey, we we finished with this episode, but I always want to have my guest always say they're a little, you know, fifty cent, a hundred cent, whatever cent, you know, anything you say. This is your platform to say whatever you need to say. Go. Oh yeah, make today your bitch. Always make every day your bitch, and continue to make it your bitch until you die, dead homies. Hey, that was real. That was it. Hey, good episode. Bread of Soul 6 was already done. You feel me? Hey, keep listening, bruh. Yeah, yeah. Peace.